What's going on, Closey Tie fans? We're back after a small hiatus. Two weeks, to two be exact. puny-ass little weeks. That's right. You guys, you probably think, what's two weeks? But to us, what do you think we've been doing this whole time? Waiting to tell you guys funny stuff that we've seen. Exactly. We missed you guys. This is like our therapy session. Yeah. We have a lot of things wrong with us. Look at us. We're a mess. <laughs> and you know what? This mess is carrying... From season one of the Closing Time Podcast. Which All is- the way into season two. So now, welcome to new fans, to old fans. To Everybody's se- welcome. To season two of the Closing Time Podcast with your fucking boys. <laughs> Sully Solberg. Milan Haransky, as always. And so without further ado, just like old times, just to throw it back, grab your drink. Turn your hat around. Turn it on backwards. Loosen up. Let your hair down. You got a ponytail? Let the shit out. Shake it. Yeah. Come on. Let it loose. Times have been tough, but we're coming back for season two. We're excited. We're going to let this shit fucking fly. So see you in season two, which starts right, right now. Fucking now. Right now. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, So first thing, guys, first thing, during the whole COVID thing, sure, maybe jobs, maybe they were a little bit scarce, but guess what? Thanks to a friend of, that we know through comedy, we got hooked up with a job writing articles for people who want to increase their social following, social media following, which is a big deal these days. Yeah. People want to be noticed, just like us. We yeah. want to be noticed. I mean, we're not- guess what, guys? If I had the model looks of somebody on Instagram... I would be getting people to write my articles too. But guess what? Since we look how we look, we're the ones fucking writing the articles, not getting articles written about us. Exactly. My stupid mug stays behind the screen. (laughs) Stays behind the microphone that you guys are listening to right now. Dude, you know what's so funny? Tell me, Milan. I had to write for this. I wrote for this model, right? Not a big deal. I don't know models. I just write for them. (laughs) Just claim that you know them? Dude, I know this girl so well. Turns out she's really into strategizing. And that was it. So the way that we write the articles is the company, they send off a questionnaire to the person who wants to grow their social following, which this person already had like 800,000 followers. It was, it was fucking marvelous following. <laughs> Great vocabulary. Put her there, buddy. I've been reading the dictionary every day, dude. I got awesome. nothing else to do. So with her marvelous following, she needs more followers, right? Yeah. And the company, like I said, they send out a questionnaire. And the people answer the questions as they see fit. And then that is what we base the articles off of. So one of the questions is like, what has been the key to you succeeding in business? And see, the the thing is, when you're a model, there's no way to say, uh, have you fucking seen my face? All right? I was crafted by the fucking hands of God. I'm fucking hot, okay? I just get paid to exist, basically. I live on people's... I'm a poster on people's walls, okay? (laughs) Do not understand. People tape me up to their walls, and they look at me every day, and they say, I want to be that. That's literally what she did. She was a fitness model, which basically, she air quote inspires people by going, look how fucking hot I am. You'll never look this hot, but just to keep you working out, you can aspire to be this hot. Maybe one day you'll look this hot. Just kidding. You won't, but possibly. her, her, Her key to success, this is the best she could string together, 
She writes, I, <laughs> sorry, I'll try to get serious here. My key to success is I have strategically strategized a plan to use for my ultimate <laughs> social media following stratagem, which will strategically plan out my next move and help me to reach the utmost, not the utmost, success. <laughs> and I was, I was reading it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I can't even quote this, because if I quote this, you're going to look like you have like a grade four education. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I strategically strategize a plan to help me gain my social media following, which leads to a bigger plan and my ultimate stratagem, which strategizes. I was like, holy shit, this is borderline impressive. That's like she's trying to meet the quota on her, on her exam. Yeah, and she just keeps using the same yeah. words over and over and over. The mitosis strategy strategizes yeah. ways to strategize <laughs> with a team of strategists yeah. that strategizes strategies. Exactly. You know what's kind of weird? Uh, I don't even know if I should say this because I don't want to get the company in trouble. Fuck it, I just won't say it. But uh, what was kind of weird is this like Instagram model. Uh, I like checked her like snap story out while I was writing because mm-hmm. I gotta know about this person. Yeah. Also, just wanted to see like who the fuck is this person, right? Yeah. She posted a picture with her wearing no pants, obviously, because she's a fitness model. Yeah. With like a high arcing like back arch so her ass like right to the air right? yeah and then it just said inspire across the top wait what like she's wearing like like uh you know when it says cheer on your ass no it, it wasn't pants? on the ass she just had like some lingerie on she got the photographer over she took a picture and then across the top she just wrote inspire inspire she she's so hot it just inspires people that's what she's trying to say she said look <laughs> thank you thank holy you. smokies thank you very much special delivery for the clothing time pod from the legendary waynester well, now i have a steak sandwich so suck on those so yeah you know we got a new job we're feeling really good about it because we haven't worked in an abundance of ma- amount of time okay we have been without a job fucking around with each other at home for too long and we got to get back in the working industry providers for this earth that's right we got to contribute to society in some way so we get a job writing articles for Instagram wannabes. Yes. And not always wannabes, sometimes established people. Yeah, sometimes who want to reach the peak, yeah. the Mount Olympus of hotness on Instagram. Keep in mind half these people are already millionaires. So, I mean, I shouldn't be talking. You ever heard of drop shipping? People of, are making a lot of money on it. I've wrote fucking six articles. Yeah. Six packages of 10 articles. That's 60 articles, people. Goddamn type typist over here. Typologist. Uh, I wrote for one kid that was 16, okay? Reselling shoes. Reselling shoes. He made six figures at 16 years old. Pretty inspiring. Do you think he really makes six figures or do you think he just says he does? It's so funny when he, when he put, you know how at the end they say, do you want, what do you specifically want people to know? Highlight it. Right. And the only thing he highlighted in the whole thing was that he's a 16-year-old making six figures. The only thing he, he highlighted out of the whole thing. Dude, can you imagine that kid's flexing the lunchroom at school? Yeah. Somebody's like giving him shit. Like what? You, you you don't have any good anything good in your lunch today? Dude, look at this. I got fucking two snack packs. <laughs> a fucking double-decker sandwich. And he's like, yeah, well, I make six figures. Yeah. Tell that to your dad. Or if they put one sloppy Joe on his plate at, at the cafeteria, and he just goes, ah. He, he gives him a $20 yeah. bill. Meredith. Hey. He's like the mobster of the school. Yeah. Meredith, put another three on there. Give Joey behind me another one. Yeah. 
That kid's just he, fucking awesome. He runs. He literally runs the school. No, the kid did videos on like, uh, he did like sneakerhead videos. Mm-hmm. But his his most followed ones were the ones that he was like destroying shoes. Oh, he's one of those guys. He, pay, he pays like ten thousand dollars for his shoe, and he like fucking cuts it in half. Yeah, yeah. He took like an off white, the off white two thousand seventeen hyperdunks. Yeah, and he cut it. In and half. he cut the he cut the off white tag off, which is like the staple of the shoe. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck, this kid's rich. Anyways, so we got this job here, but the funniest part of this whole thing was when we first met our bosses, our bosses who are great, who are great. You know, they're. They're so high energy guys. Yeah. I think we're pretty high energy, would you not say? Yeah, yeah. We're like I consider us like we have like a toned down version of the YouTube energy. You know what I mean? We don't I don't I don't come on this podcast and go, What's up, YouTube? Today we're back. I don't do that. No. But these guys are total YouTube energy. Dude, they've mastered social media. Yeah, they That's have what they've done. And so, anyways, we, we couldn't do like a formal meetup. One, because of the COVID, and two, just because we couldn't do it. So we just did like a Skype meeting to when we first kind of got did our interview. First of all, the funniest thing was, for some reason, we were like, got, we both have to be on separate computers. Because we thought it looked unprofessional, because we live together, right? So we, we thought it would be unprofessional if we were on the same screen. Like we popped up and we're like, oh yeah, we live together, the by peop- the way. the people who hired us didn't even know we were connected. Yeah, they didn't know we knew each other. So for some reason, I'm literally on a... A laptop that's like two inches away from fucking Sully. And every time he talks, there's like a huge reverb over to me. So it's like I can hear what he's saying and then I hear the reverb through the computer. So yeah. we just look like complete idiots. Yeah. So eventually they're like, uh, the person who got us the job, he's like the social media manager there. And he knew, like, we know him from comedy and he knew, like, we live together. So he's like, are you guys in the same room? He's like, is one of you in the basement and one of you is upstairs? And then I poke my head in the brain's computer. I'm like, nope, right here. Yeah. So then we showed them that we were literally like a foot apart and they're like, oh, they just thought it was funny or whatever. But anyways, the funniest thing was like, yeah, you guys seem like cool guys. You guys know how to write? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, dope. Dope, dope, dope. You'll start on Monday. Is this okay with salary? Blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. And so after we got those done, uh, we kind of started asking them questions about the business, right? Because we don't really know a lot about um, the place in which we are about to work and we wanted to know more about the corporate culture. <laughs> so we uh, we're asking like, oh yeah, what do you guys do? Yeah, and he's like, well, I, I'm the chief executive officer. That's uh, Mark. He's a chief marketing officer. That's uh, Brent. He's the chief financial officer. Chief financial officer. Um, uh, and basically what everybody does in their own way, crush it. Yeah. You know, Mark crushes it. Tatum crushes it. My boy Philly, he's coming in. Probably going to crush it. My cousin from Boston, going to come in. Crushes totally going to crush it. You, you guys, guys, I can already tell you guys are going to crush it. You guys are crushers. They, they they make like a new title. This is the CCO. You're like, oh, what's the second C? Chief crushing officer, dude. Yeah. Basically, all he does all day is crushes it on a scale in which people have not crushed it before. Okay? This guy wakes up and he crushes excellence. <laughs> That's like the hype man. He walks into the office. He's like, yo, Sully, crushing it today? Yeah, you are. He just keeps team morale high. Yeah. Hey, you guys want drinks? Drinks after this? He's just that guy. He goes on the microphone. Code crush. Code crush. <laughs> Everybody reports to the crushing office. We all <laughs> we all walk in. And we sit down. He's like, the crushing numbers aren't high enough today. Guys. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. That was such a funny thing that wasn't on. It's like a, it's like a it's like a team uh, it's like a team meeting like a stupid staff meeting you have to do after every week. So instead of being like, oh, Sully's numbers are down. Uh, I mean, he's not moving enough units. I mean, at the end of the day, all he's really got to do is just pick it up and hit the phones harder, okay? Meet with more clients. If you're not crushing it, you know, we're going to have to talk. 
we're gonna have to talk about your crushing abilities pretty soon, and <laughs> I don't think it's looking too good for you. You should aspire to be more like Mark. He's he's the chief crushing officer for a reason. Mark shows up at 5.30 in the morning and he crushes it before anybody. Anybody. Before you even get here, he's crushed three items. <laughs> I literally went into the pantry the other day. Fucking Ritz crackers everywhere. He crushed them. <laughs> you guys ever have chips and dip? This guy? Crushed. <laughs> crushed. All the chips? Crushed. Crushed. He gets the project? Crushed. You know what, guys? We all need to <laughs> take a step back and we need to look. At what we've really crushed this year. Okay? The, guy, the guy presenting, he's like literally sweating. Yeah. He's like, there's not enough crushing. <laughs> if we're not crushing, who are we? Okay? We are the crushing agency. We are the number one crushing agency. In case you haven't noticed, crushing is what we do. Yes. So what do you guys, uh, what's your plans for the future? Basically, what we're trying to do is we're just, right now, we're just, we're crushing it on a local scale. <laughs> In about five months, we want to be the biggest crushing agency in North America. And then after that, the world. Yeah. We're going to crush the world. You ever hear that Lil Wayne song? Pick up the world, drop it on your fucking head. We're going to pick up the world, we're going to crush it, <laughs> and then we're going to sprinkle it over we're your We're going to pick up the world, and we're going to crush it on your fucking head. <laughs> so Tatum, pick up the crushing numbers. Eric, if I, don't, if I see you not crushing one more time, okay? You're being demoted. You're being demoted to senior crushing officer. <laughs> it's all... Like, that sounds like a promotion. Shut up! <laughs> I'll crush you. It's all like complete white guy names. Connor, Brandon, Colin, Colin. I'm not going to tell you again. You know what? I wish we never lost Zach. <laughs> he crushed every day, and he moved over to he moved over to the Smasher Agency. And ever since then, he's been smashing it, not crushing it. Okay. We crush, they smash. We aspire to smash. Right now, we're crushing. <laughs> So yeah, that's basically what we've been up to. Yeah, we had team tattoos. We all got crushing across our arms. Anyways, but yeah, <laughs> so we got this job. We're all crushers. We all write, uh, and it's been very exciting. You know, there's uh, it has been. There, there, it's been. A, there's been a lot of work, which is good because you know we're idiots and we can use the money. So uh, shout out to uh, the people who when we work for, who we not name. Okay, it's funny because we're working from home, right? Doing these articles. And uh, at times, you don't want to sit down. You don't want to be creative. So we need a little morale booster. And what do we do? Every morning, we have a ritual. We turn on that song. I don't even know what it's called. It's uh, by Sir Mix-a-Lot. And it goes, Atlanta, jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Tacoma, jump on it. That's basically the song. You guys know it. They name the cities and then they jump on them. Yeah. We crush the cities, they jump on them. <laughs> it's a different market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So every morning we wake up. We, we turn s- that song on. No. First of all, we wake up. We high five. At least three times. <laughs> At least three times. We give each other shoulder rubs. <laughs> Open the fridge. We make some egg sandwiches. Okay? Yes. Open our computers. We sit down. Brew ourselves some coffee. We, we watch up. at least three funny videos. Yeah. We make sure morale is high. We slap each other's chest a couple times, tell each other we have to crush today. And then we turn on Sir Mix Lots, jump on it. And we, we do a different dance every time. And each dance has a different th- theme. So like the other week, we baked cookies. So I got out the pan. I'm dancing with the pan. Yeah. Brayden, he gets the dough. He puts the dough in the pan. We mixed up the, we mixed up the dough first. Then we put it on the pan. We put it in the oven we when the base in, dropped. We closed the oven. <laughs> Exactly. The, the craziest thing we ever did was when we smoked crack. <laughs> that was the da- the whole dance was like, and you go to the dealer, yeah. and you give him the money, you and say, he gives you that crack. 
You say thank you very much, crack guy. Come <laughs> back put, home. Put it in your pipe. You've been waiting for this all day. That's right. You deserved it. You're 35 and you're still living with your mother. Now, you're, you're stressed. You're stressed and you're in the basement. So, you call your friends. They're all busy. Now you're smoking crack by yourself. So put the crack in the pipe. Who's going to help me light it? I'm only here by myself. Light it, light it. And then after, we just, we just like pretended to take a drag and then we did crackhead behavior. Yeah. So the person underneath us, who is my cousin, probably thinks, what the fuck are they doing up there? It literally sounds like elephants. They're running around at the exact same time every morning. Nine o'clock in the morning, these fucking guys are running around. I can hear them dancing and laughing. Well, it probably starts her morning great, too. What's better than hearing somebody laugh Dude, in the morning? imagine every morning you woke up, you heard Sir Mix-a-Lot's jump on it at absolute full volume at nine in the morning. Oh, dude, that's one thing we figured out during um, this two-week break is, you know, we went to we went to uh, Callie Drummond. We went to her cabin. Yes, we did. Um, and we had a great time. But what we figured out is that we are the only people who can live with each other. Oh, that's for sure. Everything we do is a joke. Like, some people think, like, oh, well, like, what's these guys' angle? Fucking joking around. Non-stop. You know what's funny? Trying to get a laugh. I don't know about you, but when I was in a relationship, yeah, the one thing that she said to me is, like, can you take anything seriously? And I was like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for a guy who cannot take anything seriously, where are you? Where are your dudes here? Because <laughs> literally all day. Oh, I see Brain. I haven't seen him for 10 minutes. I'm already fucking busting his balls about something. Yeah. He's, he's being my bees. <laughs> what? Being your bees? Yeah, bust my balls. Oh, that's the new term. Yeah. That's like bacon, egg, and cheese when we changed it to beanie and cheese. Beanie and cheese. <laughs> that was funny to us. It's probably not funny to other probably people. Probably funny to no one else. We said that like, we said B and E and she and the word doink. At least 23,000 times. Yeah. All in one weekend Everything, at the same cabin. Instead of like, you know when people say fuck in, or like in between every, when they don't know when to speak? Like they use like a comma. Yeah. We just turned every word we had in our vocabulary into doink. Yeah. Oh, you got to fucking, you got to be doinking me. Oh, I, you're doinked, dude. Oh, dude. You just, you doinked that. <laughs> hey, uh, pass me the little doink over there. <laughs> it was funny to us. It's Obviously. A, it's just a placeholder. It's a placeholder. So we had a great time out there. But anyways, what we were saying is that we can't live, nobody could live with us just because of like high, how, not even high energy is just like fucking nonstop. Some of it's not even coherent. No. Some of, the, some of the things we say are just like the fucking, they don't make any sense. Sometimes it's just, it's an inside joke. But it's not even a full inside joke. It's just like one word of something we saw like seven years ago that we still think is funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just look at Brianna and be like, right cross, turn left. Am I right? And he goes, huh, yeah. Pull a Randy, right? <laughs> the guy totally pulled a Randy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to be doinking me. Yeah, so they'll just look at him. Get doinked, loser. Then we'll laugh for about 10 minutes. Get a huge laugh. But imagine living with that. Imagine yeah. if we had to, like, let's say funds were low and we had to get a third roommate. Yeah. Imagine that guy's personal hell. Non-stop inside jokes that he's not a part of. He doesn't find them funny. No. He wakes up every morning and has to watch us fucking do dumbass dances for a Dude, the dumbest shit we did when, when we were acting like Frank and Frank. Oh, yeah. You guys ever see Timothy Goes to School? It's a cartoon that I used to love when I was a kid. It's about this little raccoon, and he goes to school, and his name's Timothy. It's really all in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's really no story <laughs> That's there. what he does. He goes to school. He fucks around at school. He doinks around at school. And he sees like all his buddies, his friends, is a cat named Yoko, I think. I don't remember that much about all that stuff. And then there's a rat named Nora. I remember way too much about it, to be honest. The teacher was a fox. fox. She, was a fox. she was a foxy lady, dude. Oh, dude. Hendrix would be proud. Timothy's teacher? 
total fox. <laughs> to fox. <laughs> Literally, she was an actual fox. Yeah, she. It was kind but, of scary. You could, you could anyways, there, if you watch the show, not recently, but as a kid, <laughs> you would know that there's two characters named Frank and Frank, and I don't know if they're brothers. <laughs> they're just really good buddies. I think they're brothers. I think they're twins, and they're they're pit bulls, and they're just the best of friends. And every every day they just run up to each other and they put their bellies against each other and they just go. Hur, 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 hur. Yeah. We, we literally do that every morning <laughs> to boost morale. And the people downstairs are probably like, "What the fuck are they doing up there?" Yeah, no. And then uh, the one time the funniest thing was when we were literally doing. Hur, hur, and I was like, "Dude, get away from my ass!" <laughs> and you're like, "You're like, whoa, 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 okay." Yeah. <laughs> They're probably like, "What the fuck yeah. are they doing up there?" Are they? Are they? Are they? Are they, are, are they, are they getting up? down? Are they ganging up up there? <laughs> That was like uh, when we talked to the the guy upstairs. He had uh, like the his buddy's that over. bonfire over. Yeah, and this guy, his buddy, it was just the weirdest line of questioning ever. Yeah, when he comes up to us and he starts going like, "I totally respect you guys," and I'm like, "Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> respect you back." He's like, "You guys are pretty brave." You know, it's uh, I know the times are changing, but you're pretty brave. And I'm like, "The fire's not that big. Yeah, I'm not that close to it." Yeah, and then he's like, he just looks at us. He's like, "You guys are." Uh, you guys are, you know, you guys are, um, you guys are gay. <laughs> and I was like, like, oh, what, gay? Oh, no, I'm not gay. <laughs> He's like, ah, you fucking guy. I'm like, no, dude. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm actually, I'm not gay. Yeah. I do live with a man, but I, that doesn't automatically make me gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just kept busting our balls out. And then it. we started doing like the weird, like, you ever see that Seinfeld episode when he just keeps saying nothing's anything wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing is anything wrong with that, you know? Yeah. That's what that guy kept doing. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, like oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah. well, you don't have to be sorry. You just you just aren't right in this case, you know? Yeah, and his friend kept apologizing for him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's just that's yeah. just Randy. He he does that sometimes. Yeah, you know? He's, he doesn't think. He doesn't think before he speaks. He's a hard guy to bring out in public, honestly. I kind of fucking hate him. But... And honestly, we, we didn't give one shit. We no. just like, oh, no, it's it's fine. Whatever. He, he, he made an assumption he was wrong. Whatever. Yeah, dude. But I'm... he stayed on the topic for 20 minutes. He's like, you could see how I might think that. I mean, how many guys live together? I was like, countless people in college, but okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. The the guy works in a warehouse. Yeah. I mean. He's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's not splitting atoms. No. He's driving a forklift. Yeah. No, he's not even. He's, he's, he's a receiver. <laughs> he hasn't got his forklift license That's, he's yet. Like, I'm a receiver. Yeah. What does that mean? I take in the packages, I receive them. <laughs> it's pretty basic, really. Uh, packages come in, I receive them. Hold the package. Therefore. <laughs> Therefore, receiver. Yeah. Do you ever export the package? No, no, no. That's no, not, that's, that's the exporters. That, that's not my that's not my that's not my job. Yeah, I'm not trained to be an exporter. Okay. I'm, I'm just a receiver. <laughs> I'm working on it, okay? Yeah. Jeez, you sound like my mom. <laughs> What's up, Dallas? What's up? What's up, Dallas? What's up, Dallas? Jump on it. Jump on it. So with all this extra time on our Sully and I, we're, we're trying to stay in shape. Yeah, you know, I've been running. The guy, should I say it? I, I, I'd say you've been crushing it in the running department. Thanks, dude. Every time he comes home, he's got like a new running story for me, which I pretend to care, but let's be honest, though. How interesting can running be? You can either run far, you can run not so far, you can run fast, or you can run not so fast. Yeah, I know. No, everybody's getting sick and tired of my running stories, and I can tell. Okay? But he's reaching new milestone. And it's exciting for me. It's like lifting weights. You can feel yourself getting stronger. You just want to tell everybody, look how fucking awesome I am. You know? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm trying to tell my, one, <laughs> I try to tell my family, and my family's been hearing about it. Okay, I send, your- I've been sending my aunties texts. <laughs> Tell them about my fucking milestone. They say, oh, that's great. They don't really care. Okay. You just send them like, <laughs> your auntie's just at work, you know, taking some calls, yeah. whatever it is she does. 75K them. this month. <laughs> selling some units. Then she just gets a text. Oh, Brayden Solberg. Wonder what he wants. 6K! Exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. So Literally. like, fuck, my son, we, I mean, not my son, my, my nephew. nephew just won't stop running. Yeah. He's out of control. But I, I, I tried to tell my Uncle Gene, I don't know if we've talked about my Uncle Gene in the past, but uh, he's, he's, he's a legend. He's a brother of Wayne. Also, also a legend. Also a legend. Handed me a ham sandwich, or a steak sandwich earlier. Not a big deal. But uh, I tried to tell my Uncle Gene, I'm like, hey, uh, or I'm telling my family the story. I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually, I'm actually pretty proud of myself. Uh, you know, I ran my first 10K since I started running, okay? Which for me was a big milestone. And my Uncle Gene just, right away cuts me off and just goes, did a marathon once. 10K is fine. Yeah, you know, didn't even try. Woke up. Booze till three in the morning. Wasn't even going to do it. Just going to drop my friends off. Uh, we had to wait for him. thought I had to wait for him, so I might as well just, you know, try this thing out, right? The real story is, why the fuck was he boozing with his friends who were going to do a marathon the morning after? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think he was just, that was just to add to like the legacy of the story. Dude, that is the classic topper right there. You know what a topper is? Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you caught a fish, they caught a whale, yeah. you know? Yeah, he kept going on too, just to make me, just to make me like belittle what I was doing. He's like, "Yeah, I ran it, didn't even try. Ran, it, found an army soldier. We did it together. Ran it in like under three hours. No big deal. Ten k, that's good though. Ten k, that's 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 a good start. Okay." Yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" But he's a he's a total topper, dude. That's so funny. Um, oh, I, and, yeah, yeah, and and the thing that's funny though is you running the, the f- <laughs> because Milan is not a runner. Okay, Milan. But I would like to preface this. By saying, I beat you every single year in cross country back in the day. Yeah, when we were eight. Okay, fine. Blind. So no, this I- goes to show you, Brayden, he's a, he, okay, he's a more naturally inclined to be a good runner. He's got longer legs. He's taller. Whatever. Whatever. My legs are the same size as yours, dude. I don't think so. I am fucking I've, built like a tree stump. I'm built like a long body bitch. I know that. <laughs> like a what? Long body bitch. What did I call you the other day? Larry Bird body bitch? Yeah. <laughs> He did. He called me not even early, not even the other day. Literally today, he called me Larry Bird bodied bitch. Well, you're busting my balls. You're calling me short. I don't know what's gone into you lately with your short talk. Yeah, well, but you <laughs> keep telling me I'm short. It's like I know I have beers. I know what I look like. Yeah, get off my ass. He, he's, he's like tall. He's like no, who's short? Ryan from fucking Mark's Work Warehouse. He's short, and I'm like, dude, you're not taller than Ryan from Mark's Work Warehouse. Yes, I am. <laughs> fucking losing his shit. Anyways. No, no, he does. He takes like a fucking tiny guy. He'll be like, fucking bring up Danny DeVito. He forces it into the conversation. And he goes, yeah, he's taller than you, eh? And I'm like, fuck off! Yeah, you're about the I'm same taller height. than Danny DeVito. No, I always say, you're about the same height. That's what yeah. I'll say. And then I bring up the classic like bullshit statistic. You know, the average American male is only five foot seven, so I'm actually taller than average. Yeah. Just making up lies. Yeah. Just bringing them out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, dude. Actually, when I'm on my tippy toes, my, my feet are naturally wider. You see, what it is, is in the Plains region, um, uh, there's not as much oxygen as there is uh, where the air is cleaner. And since I live in the Plains region, I didn't get the oxygen, so I didn't grow to my full potential. See, the reason why... I really should be like six foot two right now, but the, the problem is... The reason why my growth got stunted was because I live right next to the mill, and the hyper-radioactive <laughs> energy surged through me Dude, as a child. you ever see Spider-Man? He got bit by a radioactive spider. He got web-shooting capabilities. I got... 
I got bit by a baby bear. I got bit by a baby bear cub, and I never evolved to my grizzly bear form. <laughs> That's what it is. Anyways, by running, you fucking hijacked it and turned it into shortness again. Okay, anyways. I'm not fucking short. The whole point was Milan's a bad runner. <laughs> I'm not a bad runner. The thing is, okay, we had different goals in our fitness. Brayden, he's trying to shed a couple pounds. I was trying to put some pounds on. Yeah, Milan's fucking shredded. I'll give him that. But the thing is, is that... Okay, maybe I had an extra time on my hands. I started hitting the hooch a little bit too hard with Brayden. Somebody didn't know what hooch was. Somebody said that to you? Yeah. What's Fuck, hooch? who was it? it was, Derek asked what a himling a dinger is. <laughs> I was like, it's an excellent episode. Yes. You ever see the Closing Time podcast? Every episode I say it's a himling a dinger. Anyways. <laughs> hooch. I said, Somebody, I like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm on the hooch pretty hard right now with Brayden. And oh, they're like, Callie. Oh, yeah, it was Callie. And I was like, they're like, what the, f- what? You're on the hooch. Is that meth? I was like, no, it's not meth. Yeah. It's fucking whatever. Yeah. It's alcohol. Anyways, Brayden's goal, to lose some weight. My goal was to gain some weight, put on some extra, some extra pounds. Yeah. So I'm thinking, easy. I'll just hang out with my buddies, drink fucking cases of beer, watch TV, lift some weights. I'm good, right? And oh, he did. And oh, I did. I did all those things. And my goal, I don't know if, I don't, nobody gives a shit about my fitness goals. My goal was to reach 175 pounds. No one's going to give a fuck about this, but whatever. And I weighed myself and I was like 176, 176 and a half. I was like, holy fuck, I can't make it to the 180s. That's not my goal. I'm shooting through the goal. Before you know it, I'm going to be chubby. And you know what? You know who will give it to you more honest than anybody? Your dad. Family, specifically fathers. Yeah. So I'm at my parents' house and, uh, all my laundry is like whatever, so is in the uh, washer. That's the best part about being at home is your family does your laundry for you. Fucking yeah. makes you food. Know the, know the funny thing about – never mind. Keep going. I don't want to – it drops. It's, it's not that interesting a story, but I, anyway, my point of the story is I have no shirt on. And my dad goes, sure, you've put on muscle, but you've lost some definition. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe he's right. You know, I'm all in yeah. my head. So anyways, the point is now I'm running. And just to just to kind of level it off, you know. Yeah. And my running, Brandon th- says he he comes up with some good material while he's running. While I run, the only thought I could think of is how am I going to take my next breath? Yeah. I I did so well in cross country as a kid on sheer determination. The only thing that made me a good runner was not was not my talent. It was just my motivation to not suck. Yeah. So I remember there's this one kid. I'll say his name, and I won't bleep it out either because it's a compliment. This kid named Ty. Ty Andrews. Fly Andrews. Absolutely. Did you just call him Fly Andrews? Yeah. That's what he, he, called, <laughs> he, he called himself that, dude. Fly? You can call me Fly. <laughs> okay. Well, this kid, Fly Andrews, he was like the best cross-country runner. And Ever. everyone kind of admired him because he always came in first by like a long shot. And I remember we, when we would do the practices, he'd be just breathing like a like an absolute athlete. He'd just be going like, you know, like athletes do. And then That's here comes Milan. <laughs> I always have, I've breathed like a smoker, even though I haven't smoked a cigarette in my life, you know? Yeah. So the other day, I write all day long. I write from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. to c- catch up on some work, right? And I built up all this energy. Anyone who knows me knows that I can't sit in front of a computer all day. It's just not something I do, right? Mm-hmm. So I have all this energy. I'm like, Braden, I'm going to go for a run. It's about 11 o'clock at night. I remember you asked me, you're like, where should I go? I was like, where should I go? What's a good route? Take me about 20 minutes to do. I do the same route every single time. So I told him, 
the certain route, and it involves going down one of the main bar strips in Winnipeg, which Braden works at, and also that I go to sometimes. So for whatever reason, it was a Monday, and I was like, ah, whatever, not many people are out, dude. Fucking Corden Avenue was jam-packed with those fucking Instagram good-looking people. We were talking about it before, dude. What? We were talking about this before. Patio season. Patio season. The cokeheads come out. Cokeheads. somehow they're good-looking. I thought cokeheads were ugly my whole life. Fucking who knew? No, it's all the fucking shreddy-dos. All the shreddies, dude. So I'm running in my fun mountain fucking tank top in my dirty work hat. And here comes me barreling down Corden Avenue at 11, like 11.15. You know? Yeah. Like a fucking animal. Literally, I had my headphones in and I heard one girl go, oh my God, ew. I was like, oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, that my voice cracked there. But nothing hurts more. Did somebody look at you and say, ugh, you know? Yeah. Because I was struggling and I was not going to walk. No way am I walking through the valley of the hot. I did the same thing, and you know me, I'm a sweater. Oh, dude, you sweat like Shaq at the free throw line. I, Unbelievable. When I exercise, to be frank, not just <laughs> all the time. Just when I exercise, I sleep. Okay, those two things. Yeah, you do. You, exercise, sleeper. Not that I sleep next to you all the time, but uh, <laughs> your your room smells like sweat all the time. Shut up. Not, <laughs> anyways, uh, but you have a very nice beard. There you go. There's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> anyways. I did the same thing. Uh, I fucking my first time I was doing that. Yeah. And same thing. I was I didn't work at Corden at the time. Yeah. But I was fucking barreling down. <laughs> and same thing. You pass all like the bar eye. You pass like Teos. You pass like all those all places. all the hot spots. People yeah. even eating gelato at Gigi's. Mm-hmm. And they're just like f- kids shield your eyes. You know what I mean? Exactly. But uh, I now any time I pass those, I oh significantly increase my speed. I just fucking fly past all oh, the patios. We were talking about that. Yeah. When you run past like a squad of Instagram girls and you're like, fuck this, I'm not slowing down. Yeah. And you fucking sprint past them to make it look like that's how fast you always run. Yeah. And I, I also work on Corden now, so I pass by my work every single time. You, you just look like you're, in, you're an athlete level condition. I fucking fly past my work, <laughs> dude. I fly, I'm Fly Andrews when I run past my work. Do you, do you like jog a little bit slower before you get there? So yeah. you save up energy to today, sprint by? Funny we say that. Today, uh, I've, like I said, bad shin splints. Okay. And my legs were fucking, I was dying. Like I literally, I couldn't, I thought I was going to collapse. Mm-hmm. That's like how hard I've been working on my legs. So I had to walk for a bit. Guy's dedicated. And I walked until I hit f- about five steps before my work. And as soon as I hit the five steps, I fucking sprinted as fast as I could. Past my work and then walk the rest of the way home. Wait, don't you think that people saw you walking though? If you, if you walked that close to the bar? I walked closer to the bushes so they wouldn't see me. <laughs> You sprint out of the bushes? Yeah. You're like, what was that all about? Yeah. You guys just see Sully run out of bushes? Yeah, I was wearing like a green tank top, red shorts, and a headband. So I look like an absolute psycho. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, anyways. No, that's that's pretty much that. Uh, I definitely need to work on my running game. Yeah, I need, to, I need You know what I also realized just before we finish this? What? I, I have been wondering why like all my shit hurts so much after I run. And it's because I realize I run like a fucking, like I have cinder blocks tied to my feet. I just run like, like fucking stomp, stomp the yard. Oh, I'm so bad for I don't that. do like a fluid run. So that's why my knees and my Dude, shins I can't even hurt. run on a trampoline because it literally the tramp, I mean on a trampoline. On a treadmill. On a treadmill, not a trampoline. <laughs> Who can run on a trampoline? Sidebar. Did you ever go to Bouncy Castle when you're little and try to walk? 
and talk to your friend when everyone's bouncing. Yeah, you, you look like you're The most difficult thing you'll ever do in your life. Great yeah. core workout. Mm-hmm. But another thing I was going to say, you talked about gelato, right? Yeah. For some reason, that's like the cool thing to do is go to gelato and eat, and eat it on the patio. I don't know why so many people like to do that. Yeah, there's like three places down Cordon. I know. It's unbelievable. And you get that little tiny little shovel spoon. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that all the like hot girls are so good at eating the gelato and making it like look so like delicious? Yeah. And then when I eat it, it's literally like, I don't know how I managed to do it, but every fucking time it's fucking down down the side of my arm. Yeah. It's fucking, it literally dripped into my shirt one time. Dude, it's like Mission Impossible for us. We're both sitting there eating fucking strawberry gelato. I, I can't Well, eat- you're dripping. <laughs> you're dripping. Every fucking time, Napkin dude. me, dude. Napkin me. Every time. I don't know how to eat around the bowl to make it not melt. This is not a skill I've mastered. I didn't have a lot of ice cream as a kid. Yeah, you I was were- on a strict no sugar diet. I, on the other hand, have had a lot of I was sugar. on an all sugar diet. I'm a big <laughs> ice cream guy, big gelati guy. Gelato. Gelati. Is there a difference? I think gelati is something totally different. Then what? Gelato. No, I meant between ice cream and gelati or, or gelato, whatever. Oh. Like, is, what's the difference between ice cream and the other one, the Italian I think, one? I think it's one of them is made with a condensed milk. Okay. Well, you know what the weirdest thing is? Not to get too into gelato talk here, but there's a restaurant in Selkirk, dope fucking sushi, fucking sake sushi. Okay. I don't even know where that is. It's right across the fucking merch. Isn't oh. that what it's called? Sake? Where Benjamin's used to be? No, it's right across from the merch. The Merchant's Hotel. Oh, like, where we do stand yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we took that picture. Yeah, it's, it's always fucking awesome sushi there. But in the back, they randomly have gelato. And it's just like, why? Italian mixed with uh, sushi's Japanese, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, where the fuck did they get that idea? Did somebody just leave a gelato machine? They're like, fuck it, we're doing this too. Yeah, deep fried ice cream. They have that too. Yeah. I had that for the first time there, actually. I remember when I was a little kid, I was like, how do you deep fry the ice cream without it melting? And the person gave me like a 30-minute explanation, understood none of it, and I still don't get it. I'm pretty sure they just have like, they have like a mold, and then they just put ice cream in it afterwards. Maybe. Anyways. That's yeah, off, all, the that's fucking, all we have, off the fucking gelato talk. Yeah. This is what we do all day. We just bullshit about dumb shit that doesn't matter. So after I come home from this, this pretty good run, actually. The first time I ran, I was literally in pain. Because like you, I run so heavy. And I, my joints, I feel like an 80-year-old man. I can't even get out of bed in the morning. But the second time I ran, it was pretty good, you know? I'm feeling good about myself. I'm shooting the shit with you or whatever. Then I played a video games with you, and you beat me for the fucking fourth time of the day. And tell him, how much, how much do I hate losing Dude, to you? He, he hates losing, and he had, like, the worst day I've ever seen. He lost at everything. I lost, I lost any game you could play. I fucking lost. And it. he wanted to keep playing more and more and more. Because that's the thing is, if I lose once it's like whatever i lost once but if we play again and i lose again it's like fuck it i gotta win at least once i probably lost five times in a row and every time in my mind it was a dumber and dumber reason why i lost even though it's just because you're better at video games than me yeah it hurt me to say that just right then and there yeah i know it tasted like vinegar coming out of my mouth i play 10 times more video games than you so there's like but but every time in my mind i build up this like i can win this time i'm gonna win and i i sometimes do but like at least it's like seventy percent winning for you. Yeah. And then I always make a big joke. Well, it's not really a joke, but I just fra- frame it as a joke so I, I don't look like a psycho. And I stomp off to my room after I lose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. The other day. The other day. The other day he, the other day he like. The, door. the other day he fucking booted uh, empty beer cans across the room in anger, and then went and laughed <laughs> to make it seem like it was not insane. You know what's funny? Um, well, I don't play hockey anymore. But I played hockey like my whole life. 
And that brought out like the, the competitive in me. Like I, I'd do anything to win. I was like that kind of guy, right? Yeah. But in other things in my life, like I'm not really that competitive. Like in fucking gym class in high school, I wasn't that guy going around slashing the little tiny girls playing floor hockey because I wanted to win. I was just fucking around, you know? Yeah. I'm not a competitive maniac like that. And if I play video games against somebody else, I don't care if I lose. But some reason, losing to you and then having to look at your dumb face for the next however long while you rub it in it just i know you're gonna do it and it makes me so mad that's why i have to go stomp off to my room because the same amount that you love losing or that you hate losing (laughs) i love love winning yeah you know what i mean because every time i ask you to play video games you're like yeah because you know you're gonna win yeah fucker you just you build me up to break me down you're fucking sick yeah then i let him back in the game a little bit even if you do it every fucking time every time i play basketball i i get my i'm on my soapbox right now guys every time we play basketball and like, there's this thing you can play on NBA 2K. Fucking half the listeners just tuned out. But it, it it's a game to 21. You can pick any players you want. Whatever. I'll get over this really quick. So Brandon always gets up. The game's to 21, and he he's winning like 17 to 5. And then he lets me all the way back into the game. And I know he's doing it on purpose, but I'm like, fuck him. I'll show him. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to let me back in the game. This time, I'm going to win. And every time we've ever played, he lets me get to 19, and then he hits the game-winning shot. He just gives me a taste of, like, maybe this time I'm going to win, and he <laughs> fucking breaks me down. And it's sick. The funniest thing it's is... It's sick. He always wins on the best shot. Ah, it's so annoying. I the funny, okay, I'll get off this right after this. But the funny thing is, I always say the same thing. Right. I go, oh, shit, you might have a chance. Oh, I know. And I know that's what you're doing. You think you're so fucking clever. You're not. <laughs> Every time he goes, oh, maybe you'll win this time. It's like playing with your little brother. Yeah, and then I just fucking smoke him right at the end. Anyways. And it's fucking bullshit every time. But anyway, back, I had a hard your, day. Back to your day. I had losing. a hard day. I fucking lost in everything you can lose at. I went on a run and embarrassed myself in front of some of the coolest people in Winnipeg. I come back home. I asked them to play video games because I already lost. And I was like, okay, I just had a mediocre run. I can turn this day back around. Okay. It was like 1130. Maybe if I could beat him in video games, I could sleep sound tonight. That, these are the kind of psychological issues I have, you know? <laughs> So I get my ass handed to me. I fucking kick some toilet paper and I stomp off to my room. I close the door. And you know how you just collapse onto your bed? Yeah. Like you just had a long day and you just look. It's like like when girls take their bras off (laughs) uh, before they're about to go to bed, you know? Yeah. And when they also do exactly what I just said. Yeah. Or fall on their bed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when they fall onto their beds, just as men do. (laughs) Okay. That's what I did. Yeah. I fall into my bed and there's this loud boom sound. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know. I thought the floor caved in. I get out of my bed and there's wood chips everywhere. My bed fucking sunk to the floor. I fucking broke my bed frame. <laughs> and what do you do? You come in and go, oh, shit, it looks like you really reached the 180, hey? Fishing 180 pounds. <laughs> fucking joke, man. You don't know how mad I was. I literally almost fucking put both my hands around your neck no. and started fucking okay. doing the Homer Simpson on okay, you. Okay, whoa, whoa. I knew how mad you were. I let fucking Milan sleep in my bed. Only because you knew how mad I was. I knew how don't, mad you were. Don't fucking... Oh, you fucker. <laughs> now you're going to look like you're, like you're fucking Christ himself. No, I was fucking being... Fucking turn the other cheek. No, no, no. I was being, I was being a douche all day. <laughs> okay? I was winning all day. And Milan broke his bed. And I said, because I was being a douche, and you're having a tough day, I let you use my bed. And it, 
I don't, dude, I've never slept in your bed before, but holy shit, that it's game changing. I always thought I had a good bed, but holy shit, I did not know. I did not know what's out there as far as sleep comfort goes. Yeah, dude, that thing is the primo of beds. Yeah, and you slept on the couch. So I, even though we break each other's balls nonstop, yeah. it's it's a love hate type thing. Yeah, dude. Because you know what I did the next day? You let me sleep in your own bed for the good of 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 my well being. And the next day, the first thing I did busted your balls. Why? Because you did to me the day before, and I wasn't gonna forget it. You there know? you go. But what you gotta know is that we're the best buddies. We're in the, the world. We're, we are Frank and Frank. Literally, we are the best of friends. So don't have to worry about contrary to popular belief. We actually do like each other. That's right. But don't tell each other. Don't tell anyone we said that. But don't tell Milan that. <laughs> you know how many times I've said that to people? Yeah. I'll be like, oh, man, Brand's like, he's my boy. Like, I don't know what I would do without him. To be honest, sometimes I think he's like my brother. I forget that we're not related. And then like, I'll be like, but don't fucking tell him I said that. It'll go straight to his head. And it's just not good for anyone. I've done the same thing. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> my, my, oh, oh, dude, you know what happened the other day? What? We're sitting at the family dinner. We're sitting at the family dinner table. Okay. This is my my dad's birthday. My dad's fiftieth. Okay. We're all sitting there. Yeah. It's like me, my aunties, like my extended family. Like there's probably like ten people there. Yeah. Ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. We're on there, right? Uh, and we're all talking, and I said something like, "Oh, actually, Milan just he's in Selkirk right now. Like just mentioned, like briefly mentioned to you." And my sister, the whole thing goes quiet, and goes, "My sister, mm-hmm. my own sister." Goes, Milan is so funny. <laughs> Milan's the funniest guy I've ever seen. Oh, no. And she just shits on you? No, no, no. She didn't say that. She, then she said that. And I was like, kind of like, what the fuck, dude? I'm your brother in my head. You yeah, I mean? yeah. I was like, even if he is funnier than me, you can't say that out loud. Yeah. And then so she looked at me and I was like, yeah, I guess he, you know, he's kind of funny. I guess he's like a little funny. <laughs> yeah. No, this, I've had the same experience. Like people come up to me and be like, oh, man, that silly guy. Fucking hilarious. Even one time at hockey. And people that don't know like how hockey guys are. Very, they're, they're very, like, I don't know if, if they're very proud or what it is, but they, they don't give compliments easily. And a couple of my, like, hockey buddies called to me. I'm like, oh, you, yeah, I remember Slay from back in the day. That's one funny guy. And I was, like, blown away. I was like, holy shit. But also, I fucking do this, too. Yeah, yeah. I never once heard you guys say I'm funny, you know? Yeah. You fuckers. Like, I know you're funny, but I'm not going to admit it, dude. Especially in front of my family, you know. Yeah, I mean? I'm not gonna give you all the credit. It's like I'm half the reason he's funny. I'm fucking putting him on a tee for him. Yeah, it's funny how it's funny how we had those same conversations. No, when my sister said that, I literally looked at her. I was like, Dude, "Fuck you!" Fuck? <laughs> I'm not taking you McDonald's anymore. Kiss your fucking strawberry smoothies goodbye. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you guys have been living under a rock recently. Uh, or you haven't watched the news or turned on a TV or owned a radio. Uh, you've been, everybody's been talking about the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. And it's obviously a serious issue. Not going to try to make it, not going to try to make it funny. Um, you know, I think it's time, everybody's kind of forced to look at themselves and look at the people around them. Uh, Sully and myself, you know, we come from a very, like, I would say our community is like notoriously close-minded. Would, would you agree in that? Yeah. And I myself grew up he- hearing people say ignorant, stupid shit basically my entire life. Um, and I think the most positive thing that this whole Black Lives Matter movement and uh, all that kind of stuff, all the protests has caused is it's causing people to really look inside themselves, look inside their families. Uh, yeah. 
it's, it's kind of reevaluate things and the way they look at things. And it's forcing people to have the conversation um, because social media is not enough because like I personally think the conversations that need to be had mm-hmm. are with the people that uh, maybe aren't on social media as much or, you know, the people like your parents, the people like your uncles, uh, the people that like, while they may not change their mind, mm-hmm. you still have to make it apparent that you stand with that movement. You stand with people that are suffering and mm-hmm. that you're you're making sure that they know that's where you stand and that that's where they should possibly go and they can make the decisions themselves because mm-hmm. realistically I can't change what's inside somebody's head I can just say my say what I think say how I feel say how they can support and uh move on from there you know yeah i i i totally agree in that um yeah there's 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 no there's no obviously it's a comedy podcast but i think that it's definitely an issue worth addressing um to like to use the small platform that we have, um, obviously, there's a lot of petitions out there. Uh, you know, if you if you can't do anything, definitely give those a signature. You know, it doesn't take that much time. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole the whole thing is do what you can. Like, especially because like uh, our listener base is primarily people from Selkirk, which is a, a predominantly white community. White community, and I mean, for me, like, I don't want to say like uh, it's so self righteous or anything like that, but. Uh, I went to the protest at the legislature. I just went by myself with my stupid fucking mask on. It's kind of bad because, like, I was like, I should probably wear a mask just so I don't get sick. And uh, I pulled out, like, this, like, is like a surgical mask that was in the fucking counter. It's all, is like, literally encrusted in dust because right when we moved in, we did all that handiwork. Yeah. It was all, and I washed it off. Yeah. It's disgusting. But I had to wear it, right? Yeah. So I went there. I saw he wanted to come, but he couldn't get off work. So I just went there by myself. And uh, listen, to, I, I, one of the main things, obviously, I wanted to go there to show my support. But one of the main reasons I wanted to go is just to learn because uh, I don't know how much you guys know about Selkirk, Manitoba, but that's where I grew up. And my neighborhood was it's either like, to be honest, is either you're a white guy or you're a Métis guy, which most most of us are in Selkirk. Or, or you're just an indigenous person. Not just, but you're an indigenous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, in my neighborhood, it was probably, I would say, I don't know, Sully, you've been there countless times. Probably, what, like 60% indigenous, 40% white? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. So, like, the whole, like, the whole black lives thing, is, it, it's, it's foreign to me. Like, the whole black experience, how could I know what it's like? I'm not fucking black. What do I know? Yeah. You know? So, the, one of the main reasons I wanted to go there was to learn and to hear what the people had to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I go there. I'm standing by myself. I'm around nobody I know, which is kind of good. Because I'm one thing I'm totally dead, I'm just dead against is when people take a serious issue, like something like the Black Lives Matter or something like that, and they just make it about themselves. They, I fucking they, hate when people do that they, shit. They gaslight it? They what? They gaslight it. I don't know what that means. That just means that they, they make it about themselves. Like they just kind of like, they make the voices that should be heard unheard. Yeah, well, like these fucking people that go there, I'm really showing, like, I shouldn't be cursing with fucking something like this, but I'm showing who I am. I'm showing my fucking ignorance here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm trying to listen to what the people are saying, and I got a, a good spot. I was close enough so I could actually hear all the speakers, and this, this fucking lady next to me, she's probably like, just to paint a picture, she's probably like 50 to 60. She's a white lady. She's got like a, a stupid perm. And uh, a backpack, and she's got a big ass like like camera that like a news crew would have. I don't know why. And uh, I think she was well intentioned. Like she definitely was uh, was there to support and 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 
be an ally, I guess you could say. But every time the speaker would say something that would have a callback, like black lives, you say matter, right? Or anytime there would be something um, that would kind of get a round of applause, she would scream. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying scream lightly. She would yell at the top of her lungs, fuck that! Fuck it! Fuck that noise! Fuck it! And I was kind of like, yo, there are little kids everywhere. Like, there were probably around me five people under the age of 15. It's like, you got to say fuck that noise at the lo- at the top of your lungs. Yeah. Like, I didn't come here to listen to you, Karen. I came here to listen to the fucking speaker. Yeah. Don't make this about you, yeah. you know? And then, <laughs> fuck. It's just this lady is getting me so annoyed. First of all, she brought her dog. Can you not believe the dog at home? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, she taps me on the shoulder and she goes, hey, just so you know, there's a tail behind you. I was like, what? <laughs> I look at their fucking dog's tail. Yeah. It's like, I could give three fucks about your dog. Get it out of here. Yeah. Can I not just listen in, in, in peace here? Jesus. Anyways, it annoys me when people, like, I, 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 I didn't see anyone I knew doing this, but I saw a lot of people, they're, like, taking videos of themselves, like, like, like showing, oh, yeah, like, look at me. I'm, I'm at the protest and shit. It's like, that's not what this is about. This is not about you. And it was all fucking, like, not black people doing it. Yeah. It's like, this isn't about you. Can't you just fucking listen to what people are saying and not fucking make everything about you? And that's, I think that's part of the reason why, because uh, like, first of all, the, I, I wasn't there, but the, the way it was organized, I think her name's Jada Hope and like their team. Yeah. It was organized like really well. It, it, yeah. It was, it like was, everything that needed to be focused on, it seemed like it was focused on the right people. Uh, the right voices were being out there. But mm-hmm. the one thing they said was, please like let, um, black people videotape and document everything. Don't bring your, don't videotape with your phones. Yeah. For the safety of the people protesting and also so that the people who, because the people who also need to be listening are the white people. And so if you're on your phone trying taking videos of yourself, you're not listening. No, they aren't listening. And, and, and a lot of them, to be honest, like this lady, I, I, I'm not good with names. Like anyone who knows me will know that. But the, the first lady who spoke, they all spoke well. But this lady especially spoke well like she she uh like as a, from a stand-up standpoint it's almost impossible to make something so serious funny right yeah she opened up with a joke about how well maybe not opened up but at the early part of her speech she opened up about how politicians like to pander to get like the black vote they like pretend like they care about black culture like we love your music we love your fashion we love this your food's a little spicy though but oh you did ho oh, oh, oh. and she kind of did like like a voice like that mm-hmm. got a big laugh and i was like it hooked everybody right in right yeah uh <laughs> as she's fucking giving this amazing speech people are talking and like talking about bullshit like they're basically talking about the weather yeah it's like why are you even here this is like i'm not trying to say like oh i'm so high and mighty because i know everything the reason i went is because i don't know shit and i wanted to fucking try to figure it out you yeah. know yeah exactly but it's like why can you not fucking stop posting shit about you for like literally like an hour and just listen to what people are saying that's the whole point of this you know yeah uh so anyways the thing about the spicy food <laughs> i remember one time fucking hillary clinton this is exactly the kind of thing this lady was talking about she went on the breakfast club which i'm a big fan of a big fucking hip-hop fan since I was a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always listened to The Breakfast Club. That's what Charlemagne, right? Charlemagne, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, fuck, what's the guy's name? I think it's Deshaun and uh, the, girl, uh, the girl, Angela Yee. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they have Clinton on, and she's campaigning, obviously. And the obvious reason she's there, she doesn't give a fuck about the Breakfast Club or hip-hop. The reason she's there is to pr- try to get the black vote, right? Mm-hmm. So they asked her, what's one thing you always carry in your purse? And she said, hot sauce. To try to fucking, like, pander. Like, she thinks that, says, oh, I carry hot sauce. Now black people are going to love me, you know? Yeah. Like, it's such a fucking shallow mindset. But anyway, so Charlamagne goes, did you just say hot sauce? And she doubled down. She goes, yeah. Dead silence, right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, <laughs> well, don't you just think people are going to think you're pandering to get the black, fo- black vote? Like, what do you say to that? And she goes, uh, is it working? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. This lady's all politics all the time. She doesn't care what she says. She just says whatever it takes, you know? It's the total opposite of us. Total opposite of me. You know how many dumb things I've said in my life that I just trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to fucking hurt anybody. I was just trying to make people laugh. Yeah. That's the reason I got into comedy. I like seeing, I like, if I can make someone laugh, it makes me happy, you know? Yeah. But anyways, uh, the whole protest thing, it was organized really well. Another, uh, not to try to make it funny, but one of the funny things was out of nowhere, everybody starts looking up, right? I'm like, what the hell? And there's, for some reason, there's just one guy, like, I guess he was like part of the, like, legislative security team standing on the roof with his fucking arms, arms crossed folded. like he's batman yeah and he just got the bat signal yeah it's like what are you gonna do put on your squirrel suit and swoop down and save the day not even save the day like there's no day to be saved it was fucking peaceful peaceful protest peaceful protest that's yeah. the whole point of it yeah um but anyway uh i think that it's definitely done a lot of of good, you know. I used to be. I, I'm kind of a cynical, negative guy. Just, just that's just who I am, you know. Yeah. Probably why I wanted to get into comedy. <laughs> yeah. And I used to think like, what, like when I was, was especially, like let's say like in high school or middle school, I used to think like, why do people protest? Like, what does that do? Yeah. That's always something that I, I thought and wondered, you know. Yeah. But like now, after these protests, we've already seen all this positive change, and I know it's probably going to lead to more positive change, uh, which is another one of the re- main reasons. Why I wanted to go, right? Yeah. What's one thing that's crazy to me is just like, first of all, uh, lots of people are talking about like how we need to spread the message and and stuff like that, which I totally agree with and I support. Mm -hmm. But my thing is that there is so much information. Even me, I'm a white guy. I can't imagine being a black person and that much information just being swirled around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm on Instagram and it's like a whirlwind. I don't know how, I can only read so much. Yeah. And I'm like trying my best to, to consume as much as I can and learn a lot like you said yeah but it's hard to keep up with with everything that's going on I can't even imagine if I was on the other side mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. anyways I just think I, it's just I think it's uh, this, is, this is this is what I will say I think it's been great because it's forced us everybody to critical think yeah for it's sure. forced everybody to critical think and have conver- tough conversations with people that need to hear yeah that what they're, what they're saying what they're doing is wrong yeah and I think like Everybody needs to keep in mind that we need to keep doing that and do what you can use the platforms that you have. Like really realistically, like I, I don't have the most money in the world. So I'm using the platform that I have here yeah. to try to say that we support black lives matter and that we obviously want everybody to be treated equal. Yeah. And that's like what we can do. And so what I would say is just to do whatever you can, no matter what it is to try to be like a better ally to be, try to be a better listener. Yeah. That's what I would say. That, yeah, and I would, I would totally agree in that. I think the like nothing ever changes until people are honest, are honest about who they are and what they think, 
and how much they know and how much they don't know. I think one of the most negative things people do is fucking people who think that they know everything. It's like you, you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people have you seen without a, any sort of political background, any sort of political science education, just 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 talking like they, they know, you know? Yeah. How many like white people have you seen and, 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 and you would think they're black themselves? It's like you aren't. How would you possibly know? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I hate that kind of stuff. And now you're just going to shit on everybody else because you think you know everything. You don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't I – don't, uh, I, don't, I don't like when people feel that because they've read a couple articles, now they have the right to shit on everybody else. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's the way to go about it. I think everybody has to look inside themselves. And uh, just do some thinking, you know, yeah. and maybe reevaluate some things. Like, for example, uh, the whole racism issue. I used to think that racist people were just like classic racist people, like people in a movie who just yell, yell uh, crazy obscenities and are vocal about how they don't like other races and they're vocally bigoted, like Archie Bunker from the fucking All in the Family show. That's an old reference, but whatever. Uh, and I never really considered that there's so much stuff that gets implanted into your head from like a young age, from your, from like uh, possibly family members, from uh, like your community, from everything, right? Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's forcing everyone to critical think. And I don't want to, I don't want to just keep saying the same things over and over and over. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think that that is going to provide the most change. Yeah. And, uh, make that much difference so because here's the last thing here's 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 the one thing i'll say yeah from my personal experience yeah is that i grew up thinking i never thought of anybody like differently you know what i mean like obviously you think of certain people differently whatever but i never thought like i never thought the way that i couldn't never understand how people could just be overtly racist okay like the out loud in your and face. i thought racism was only limited to the people that are saying the the n word and yeah. and being discriminative to people's face mm-hmm. and then i didn't understand that till you were till you learn um what's the other word i'm looking for it starts with a j prejudice yeah yeah it's not pre- not starts with a j. i knew i knew what you're thinking yeah. yeah yeah i i never knew that there's that there's also that prejudice is also being racist if you if you think that if you think a certain way or you have a certain connotation just because of the color of somebody's skin, even if you don't say it, it's still racist. It's right. a racist. It's a racist mindset. Right. And so, having this whole experience has been a learning experience for me. Like you said, to dig inside themselves and think, if is what you're doing, right. Yeah. And that's where this has been a big change for me because I've had conversations with people. I've had conversations with you, mm. and we've questioned things, and we've discussed things, and we've debated things, and while our opinions on certain things might be different. We always come back to the same consensus that what's going on out there isn't right. No. You know what I mean? No. And I don't get like the main thing I take away from all this is like there are people out there who are still making the case that like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like they're trying to make the case that uh, in the specific George Floyd incident that. Oh, well, the, the police were scared. So that's why, like, they're trying to still take the side of, like, it wasn't an absolute murder. It's like the guy murdered him. Like, there's no other way to look at it. I don't understand. Even the most bigoted person, I don't understand how you could take the stance of that it isn't just a murder. Like, I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand. There's a six that. minute video of a guy being murdered. And you can and watch it. You it, can watch it from start to finish. And you could look at the toxology reports and you could see that he was murdered because a guy sat on his neck. 
he's like calling for help. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about. <laughs> I, I, I know that when someone calls for help, you fucking let him up. Yeah. And he says he can't breathe. I, I think he can't breathe. I, I don't get how people are still taking that side. But I think the good thing is that's that's the minority. Not very many people are taking that side, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, the main point behind this is do what you can with the platform that you have. Uh, look, listen, open up your ears, read, talk to people who have that who who can tell you how it feels from that side. Go out there and do what you can. Be an ally. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to say. At the end of the day, we're going to continue to learn. We're going to continue to to discuss and debate and and yeah. not even debate, but listen. Yeah. And I think that's what's important. For sure. And like in our neighborhood, uh, to be honest, like there isn't that many black people. No. But there's a lot of. Uh, uh, indigenous people and there's definitely a lot of fucked up things uh, <laughs> thoughts people have in their head mm-hmm. you, you don't even know how many times how many times like obviously like I do have uh, like I don't we always have the running joke of my racial ambiguity yeah but like so my dad's like 100% Ukrainian that's where the Haransky comes from mm-hmm. my mom says we're a splash Irish I don't know what the fuck that means <laughs> I always just joke it's like in, in case one of us gets too hammered we're like uh, oh we're a splash Irish so it's fucking okay or you can make you can make the joke on St. Patrick's Day or something yeah yeah exactly now people are gonna be like oh what do you mean by that we're not I don't know Irish people are drunks of course they're not all drunks so that's being absurd yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking half Irish so and yeah, I, mean, I bust I'm, your balls about it all the time. And I mean, I'm a little, I'm kind of an alcoholic. So just, just <laughs> and then um, uh, part of my mom's family moved to Selkirk from Pegwest, which is if you if you're from Manitoba, you know that that's a a reserve, right? Uh, but you don't know how, how many times in my life people have been like have said racist shit to me in Selkirk, and they've got the race completely backwards. You know how many times people have said like, "Oh yeah, I'll go back to fucking India." Like not even close, but a fucking I'll take it, you know. Yeah. So within our in our own like backyard, like people, I think one of the main mistakes you can make is people think the racists are all in Texas, and that's just fucking untrue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the incident that happened was in Minneapolis, which is eight hours away. Yeah. I was joking with you, like I didn't even know Minneapolis had any black people. I always thought that was just all Swedish people. You know, yeah, that's hot. That's like Hockeyville. You know, yeah, they all have that stupid do the do the do the fucking accent. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not like they're all just they're all like in the self. Like it, it's literally it's it's everywhere. And to think that you know everything and and blah blah blah, yeah. you don't. So and we were, uh, last thing I'll say, and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. But we were talking, and we were saying that like, um, for some of the older generation, like they're hard headed and trying to change their mind is like near impossible. Yeah. But what the positive thing that's happening is we're trying to, what they're trying to, what they're protesting for is to start the new generation anew. Yeah. To, to teach them the, the, the right way to treat people. Yeah. At the, at, at the core of the issue is like, you just you, like, not to sound like a hack here, but like you, you got to treat people with respect. Yeah. You got to think like if someone did that to you, would you like it? No, well then fucking don't do it. You know? Yeah. Know what, know what I, I like being circulated back into the world again? What? Fucking Jean Elliott or whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. Remember we used to watch her in school? The the thing that her experiment, like the blue eyes, green eyes, uh, what was it? Blue eyes, brown eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody with blue eyes has to go to there and then they, they have a prejudice against the brown eyed people. That's how it works, right? Or something the, the like that. The blue eyed people get treated really well, brown eyes get treated like shit. And then it's like, well, why? That's what's going on in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't, they don't why? Just because those people have brown eyes. 
do they get treated like shit? The blue, the blue eyes. Right. Thing. My joke, though, not to make a joke of it, but like, could they not have found a friendlier face for that experiment? Sure, Jane Elliott founded it, but why should she comes on? And I've never seen her crack a smile before. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. I know it's a serious issue, but Christ. Yeah. People would pay even more attention to it if you cracked a smile. There's, there's nothing to me more satisfying than watch her fucking going in on some like crybaby white girl. She's like, how do you like it now, Billy? Yeah. yeah. You're crying right now because you're not getting treated the way that you would that you treat other people? Well, that's what's happening in America. No, I wasn't. So suck it up. <laughs> I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking like when she comes on a talk show. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, you're the fa- you, you created the experiment of the blue eyes, brown eyes. She'll be like, yes, I did. And it's had excellent reviews. Nation to nation, coast to coast. Nation to nation is changing the way. And it's just like, holy shit. We get it. Yeah. It's just so aggressive. How about you talk nicely to people? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because that's not what's going on in America, man. <laughs> yeah. People don't get talked to nicely. Yeah. But uh, no, no. I, there's, I think there's just like, there's nothing more satisfying than watching a crybaby white girl get ripped into. You know what I mean? You're like, especially, oh, dude. There's nothing better than seeing one girl turn around and tell off like a fucking bitchy white girl at the club. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean about, like, the bitchy, annoying white girl. Yeah. And you're saying, like, you just want somebody to just turn around and just be like, how about you just shut up? How about you just stop talking? Let's yeah. not make this all about you. Yeah. Can we get some attention on somebody else for once, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like I was saying, that like, at the ledge, uh, there was uh, there was this, the girl beside me, like, the lady I was saying that she kept saying, fuck that noise, fuck that shit, all that in front of every, all these little kids being a terrible influence. She was well-intentioned, and I'll give her that. Um, she's definitely an op- open-minded person. Um, but one thing, this is something I'm just curious about. Maybe one of the uh, one of the black listeners can write in and tell me about this because this is something I, I'm just, I don't understand. I don't know. So one of the speakers, uh, she's giving a, a speech, obviously, and she was saying, she shouted out all these black leaders. So she goes, let's not forget Malcolm, and then people would like cheer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not forget Martin. And she just, these, obviously, these, these leaders, their message was so powerful. I think the reason she only said their first names was because it's like, you know how you say, like, if you're talking about basketball and you say Michael, everyone knows you're talking about Jordan, right? Yeah. That's the reason she was doing that, just to kind of like show, right? Yeah. She goes, let's not forget Malcolm. Let's not forget. Uh, <laughs> like they're so impactful you can you know them on a first name yeah basis. let's not forget Malcolm let's not forget Martin let's not forget Huey right and this fuck after every name this person said this white lady she's raising the the black power fist and she's going yeah yeah and I was with the yeah yeah but like the black power fist I was under the impression that it's like that is like integral to like the black experience like that is that is something that black people use to like give themselves power yeah and we, uh, we like we both we both are unsure about this but i'm pretty sure that that's like they're that's, that's like some black shit yeah that's like you can't just take that and use that as your own you're like you know it's like a symbol of their brotherhood that's what i thought yeah and this lady and all of her friends are, are throwing up the the black the the black power fest like they're in the black panthers themselves you know yeah and i was kind of like what the hell is this can somebody be like if, if if this is true i always thought that is like that's not your territory. Yeah. That, I always thought that would be like, imagine white people, if black people looked at pierogies and started saying, hey, that's our shit. 
Yeah. We created that. They're Wishing good. I'd kind of be like, hey, that is some white brilliance right there. Copping their shit. Fucking jacking their swag. Yeah. Not their swag. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't like, I didn't really necessarily care for that. And then she's saying Malcolm. And then this lady's throwing up an X. Like, yeah, we all know it's Malcolm X, lady. You're not the only genius who knows that. Yeah. And she's totally on her own this whole time doing this. Well, she had like two of her friends doing it too. But she's the only one like around you. There was no one else doing that shit. Just her. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw a lot of people doing the black, the black power fist. But uh, she stomped it. Actually, she's at a fucking DMX concert. Yeah. I was like, look, lady. And then, to, 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 to like you said, to let's not make this all about you, the, the woman is trying to speak. The woman with the microphone. Coming from a stand-up background, I hate when people don't let the people with the microphones talk. They have the microphones for a reason. Shut up. Fucking listen to them, you know? Especially in a situation where that's the whole point. The whole point of this is to hear their point of view. So this lady's talking. Nobody fucking asked this lady beside me. And she just goes, well, what she's saying is she's uh, using the, bl- the BLM movement to empower. And she's like, lady, you're not telling anyone something we don't know. Yeah. You're just saying what she said, and you're making it harder for me to listen. I, I don't know. That's like, at a, that's like when you're doing stand-up. Not to equate everything. It's, it's not a joke, but just to equate it to somebody talking to a microphone. Like that's somebody- like when you're, 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 you're trying to move through your material and somebody in the crowd is going like, ha ha, what he means is, is, is this. It's like... Explain your joke. Explain your joke and talking over you. It's like you're not helping. Yeah. Your little comments, those aren't funny. You're not adding to this. Yeah. Similar to how this lady's talking. She's giving a speech about how uh, she, she had to have like a difficult conversation with, with, a, with a... Or how did she... It was, she was in a hair salon and the lady who was cutting her hair or doing her hair... Um, was telling her a story about how she had to explain to her daughter how why like the police uh, are are continuously targeting black people and how it was an emotional experience. She's telling that story, a fucking difficult story to to talk about, let alone in your living room with your family. Never mind in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of audience members. And this lady is 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 giving a real time updates on what she just said. Yeah, she's live tweeting with her voice. Exactly. Oh, that kind of shit. It literally just it, it makes my blood boil. Yeah. That that is the the ugh, the epitome of somebody who just doesn't know that this isn't doesn't have to be about them. Yeah, and they think that they're not part of a problem, but they are. Yeah, I I mean like, like she she had the intention to do all she was all the, her intention <laughs> was to be there and be an ally, but she was in in the process. Being making it about her. Making it about her. It herself. isn't about you. Yeah. Uh, that was like one guy, he was fired up. This one guy. And he wanted to talk. And the the lady who was talking was like, I'm talking right now on a microphone in front of fucking thousands of people. She's probably really trying to focus on her message to try to get it across. And this one guy, <laughs> he he was go he was trying to get like to the stage and like hijack the microphone. Like Kanye West did? Kind of, yeah. And, and uh, he, I, he had a positive message. He was a black guy. He wanted to, to say his piece. But it's kind of like, yeah, but you aren't on the ballot of people talking. Like, I totally got where the lady was coming from, you know? Yeah. And then the white lady beside me is going, well, you see, what happened was he tried to push through the crowd. I was like, lady, we all just saw it. We're all I, here. I saw him walk by me and go up to the fucking stand. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Sorry, this, yeah, this is really, I'm kind of just spinning my wheels here. That's okay. That's but that's, okay. by the way, one thing that I hate is when people, they, they, they 
anything related to like any kind of social cause. And instead of doing it to try to get something out of it, they just try to make it all look at me, look how good a person I am. Yeah. You That's know? like uh, the amount of, I know we got to finish up here, but the amount of social, social media influencers that are like going, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but there's this one girl who just walked by like a, a store that got looted. Yeah. And she got her boyfriend to take a picture of her. All ass white girl. Uh-huh. Like from behind in front of a fucking building that got looted and then walked away. <laughs> yeah. Or not, not the time. Or a girl went up to a person that was putting up boards, a, like a black individual putting boards in their business because they knew the looting was coming because the, the protests were about to happen. Yeah. And she walks up to the guy and goes, hey, can I hold your, hold your drill for a second? And the guy thinks she's going to help, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh yeah, sure. It's this white girl. She picks up the drill, gets her friend or boyfriend or whatever to take a picture of her to make her look like she's helping and then gives the drill back to the guy and walks away. Yeah, that's like, that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the era we live in. People just, just building themselves up to, uh, to, to, to make it look like, like they're this, this perfect person, but really never changing, never, never looking inside themselves and trying to figure out Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe I, I did think wrong there, or maybe I shouldn't have done that. All of it's just for social media to mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what this whole thing, the whole protest is about is just listen. Like, stop what you're doing, listen, and change. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll end it there. Like we said before. Welcome to season two. Welcome to season two. <laughs> uh, obviously, didn't anticipate having to have this conversation, but it's good that we did. Mm-hmm. So, like we said before, uh, like just let, open open up your ears, open up your eyes, listen, talk to as many people as many people you, as you can, and use the platform however way you can to help. Uh, yeah. Man, before we go, before we go, we started this tradition back in, in season one. I know it seems like eons ago, but it was <laughs> really it was only two weeks. Uh, crazy, am I right? But the fan of the episode, we're kind of backlogged on fantasy episodes. Not to kind of bust a. Let's kind of pump our own tires, but we got a we got an accumulation. We have a lot of people really really pump. Actually, we have a lot of people pumping our tires. And thanks to everyone who's doing that, by the way. I know we don't take a lot of time to, you know, thank the people who listen. But if nobody was listening, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just talking to ourselves. Yeah, our podcast is driven by our listeners, and so whatever way we can give back is the way. Was something we're going to do in our podcast. Yeah, and I I I'd like to quickly say I think our listeners like not to just completely fucking pander here but we got some of the best listeners out here out there out in we got some supportive fans what i'm trying to say yeah and the reason i say that is because people tune in consistently and a lot of it is is repeat listeners just to listen to us banter back and forth which is something like when sully first pitched me the idea to do the podcast i was like ah man nobody wants to hear our bullshit you know what i mean you legitimately thought that people were gonna make like people are gonna be your hockey friends are gonna be like dude this fucking Blows. What kind of what kind of loser are you to do, a, yeah, a podcast? You think you're funny? And I got a couple of those, yeah. <laughs> but but the majority is uh, is all supportive, and people are continue to listen. So thank you to everybody who listens. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, our main goal is just to make you make you guys laugh. Um, that's why we want. That's why we're comedians. That's why we we try to do this. So thank you to everybody who listens. Like we said, we're a bit backlogged on fan of the episodes, but my guy. Tyler Garion has messaged me a couple times, yeah. uh, dating back to like when we dating back to a while ago. He was one of the OG supporters, yeah. of the show. So shout out to him. Uh, he's a good guy. I mean, he he's pretty funny. 
He may not be a comedian, but he's made me laugh quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to the boy. He's he's been a supporter since day one. Uh, even if I don't know him well, he still makes sure he throws in a little. Hey, you're and uh, Sully's funny too. And Sully's funny too. So yeah. I, appreci- I appreciate it. And uh, keep listening, my friend. That's right. And to all the other fans, keep supporting, man. We like we said, we appreciate it. Um, from the bottom of our ball, ball sacks. sacks. So keep that's a new tagline. Hopefully you like it. Doesn't yeah. gross you out. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> not the, the, the not a ball sacks, but <laughs> the whatever. Anyways, um, keep listening. We're excited for season two. We never really addressed it at the top, but what we got coming up, we got videos. That means sketches, commentary videos weekly. We got one in the pipeline right now. Super funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be out next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. Season two is going to be a thousand times better than season one. Season a thousand. Two. So keep listening. Get ready for season two because we're closing time. Train is taking off. Choo choo, bitches. Peace. <laughs>